Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. In a previous episode of Valley 101, producer Taylor Seeley broke down the grid system of Phoenix streets. The streets in Phoenix run north-south and east-west. It's pretty simple. This created streets that run perpendicular to each other. Here's how Taylor described it in her episode. In Phoenix, the north-south streets are named by number. For example, 1st Street, 2nd Street, 3rd Street, etc. The east-west streets are named by names. Oftentimes, they are historical names or president's names like Jefferson, Van Buren, or Washington in downtown. However, there are always exceptions to the rule. Grand Avenue is one of those. Today, we're answering two questions submitted by listeners. First, how a diagonal street like Grand Avenue exists in a grid system. And second, what's so grand about Grand Avenue? Producer Maritza Dominguez dives into its history. There are two reasons why Grand Avenue runs diagonally. First, we're going to take a look at the historical routes travelers used during the territorial era of Arizona. Before Phoenix was established, Wickenburg was the most populated and traveled to town in northern Arizona. Wickenburg was founded before Phoenix, a few years before, and it was a mining town. Actually, the first settlers uh, in Phoenix uh, came down from Wickenburg. The Swilling Party was based there, and uh, they founded Phoenix in 1860. They settled here in 1867. That's Derek Horn, a local historian. We previously spoke with him in our episode about Phoenix's grid system. Wickenburg was a hotspot for mining. It nearly became the territorial capital as well. According to a report by the Arizona Department of Transportation from 2011, travelers used the historical Grand Canyon Nogales Highway to travel north and south across the state. The highway passed through Wickenburg and Phoenix to go down south. So that's the first reason why Grand Avenue was built diagonally. The second, as you look at historical maps, they follow a similar path of what is now the US 60 and Grand Avenue. Once Phoenix was more settled and the development of canals brought water to the town, settlers in the Northwest Valley also looked to develop the area. This included a man named William J. Murphy. And uh, to make a long story uh, short, uh, he founded the town of Glendale. There, we know as Glendale today. It was actually a temperance village. In other words, no alcohol was allowed there, which was attractive to some families uh, back then. Murphy joined three other Arizona builders to bring water to Glendale and the Northwest Valley. In doing so, they created the Arizona Canal Company. And so he wanted to have a direct route from Phoenix, which was the major town uh, then, uh, to Glendale. So he laid out Grand Avenue in 1887. This direct route to Glendale starts on Van Buren Street and 7th Avenue. It is in some places a six-lane highway that intersects the major streets. There's a railroad that runs along the um, 
uh, I don't know how, it, basically, I don't know how you would call it the left-hand side or the right-hand side, but it runs along one side of Grand Avenue, generally the south side of Grand. And if you thought the trains had an impact on its diagonal design, it turns out that also isn't the case. Grand Avenue predated the railroads that run alongside it. I always wondered why the city didn't ever reroute the street to better align with its grid system. Here's what Derek had to say about that. And interestingly enough, you know, I've studied Phoenix streets for a few years and a lot of streets would have gotten platted and then they were modified or changed over time. Uh, Grand Avenue has not it stayed the same. I think, you know, Maritza, there's several reasons for that. One is that uh, it is a direct route uh, from Phoenix to uh, the town of Wickenburg. Um, and there were two, there were two large you know, towns in you know, Arizona at that time. So it endured then. He also said that once the railroads came in and were built parallel to Grand Avenue, that it made it more difficult to make changes to the street, especially since Grand has become a busy and popular street for travelers and drivers. I've driven it a number of times, and uh, I do find if I'm going uh, out to the Northwest Valley, uh, it's a great straight shot out to Peoria or Glendale. So uh, I think those are several reasons why it has endured. It's just, you know, a a convenient street. I I think it was actually good planning. In fact, Grand Avenue continues to be the most direct route to the small town of Wickenburg. So that's the answer to the first half of our questions for today. Grand Avenue was built on a diagonal because of its historical roots already in place. And because William J. Murphy wanted a direct route from Glendale to Phoenix. But what makes it a street worth celebrating? As cars became popular, Grand Ave was paved in 1919. Six years later, more than 67,000 vehicles were registered in Arizona. And by 1930, there were more than 100,000 cars on the roads. But then even more out-of-state cars were passing through. The ADOT report found that in 1928, more than 385,000 cars traveled through Arizona. The growth was rapid. At that point in time, many streets and highways in Arizona were still unpaved and underdeveloped. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt's New Deal had its part in creating more roadways all around the country, including in Arizona. They began to prioritize the creation of highways, It was their way to give jobs to unemployed men during the Great Depression. Vital to the communities which they serve are the thousands of miles of highways constructed and improved by the works program. The need for first-class highways grows constantly as the automobile and the motor truck become increasingly important in both city and rural commerce. The modernization of these roads brought travelers through Arizona and often took them through Grand Avenue. I spoke with Beatrice Moore, who's the director of the Grand Avenue Arts and Preservation Organization. I asked her to give me a sense of what the street was like in its heyday in the 1930s. There were a lot of retail things down here. There's a shopping district. There were lots of motels. And this was a state-of-the-art place for people to come from around the country to stay in some of the sort of theme motels like the Egyptian and the Bally High and... Uh, Western Village and some of these motels that were actually really kind of quite nice then. In the 1950s and 60s, as the interstates and highways were built, 
traffic was rerouted away from Grand Avenue. Because they didn't have on-street parking and uh, people weren't coming down this way as much as they started to use the freeways. So that's when a lot of older neighborhoods actually across the country started transitioning to like radiator repair or, you know, used car lots. Uh, things like that, more industrial uses, construction of materials or goods, but not so much walk-in retail type of traffic. Time has deteriorated the historical buildings on Grand Ave, but Beatrice is working to save them. She moved to Phoenix in 1986 and bought her first building on Grand Ave in 1992. Beatrice is also an artist. Originally, she bought the building to create a single studio space for herself and other artists. And we were the only artists up here at that time, but we were not moving up here to start an arts community. We were actually up here to get away from development. She had seen buildings closer to downtown be demolished. I asked her why she thought historical buildings should be preserved. Older buildings have a different feel to them. I mean, for me personally... Being in an older building has a very different feel to it than being in a brand new, brand spanking new, slick, you know, stainless steel, concrete building. Uh, this is, sounds a little corny, but older buildings do have kind of a feeling that they have a soul of some kind. They have layers of history. Not only that, but it was also a way to share the history with new residents to the valley. This includes the historic Bragg's Pie Factory building. It has since been converted to an art gallery and studio space. Beatrice acknowledged that it's hard work to keep these historical buildings open. So in order to preserve these buildings, you have to have them updated so that they can actually function in today's world, or they are going to get torn down because most people don't necessarily need a warehouse on Grand Avenue. There's big warehouse districts now that have brand new warehouses. Now she's seeing more local businesses and property owners attempting to do the same. Lower Grand Ave has become a sort of art community. Pre-pandemic, every first Friday, artists would display their work to the public. But this has remained more of a traditional kind of walking, art walk situation that's more low-key and more like getting people together, community, and people being able to leisurely look at art uh, without, you know, necessarily so much going on. Their biggest event is the yearly Grand Avenue Festival. For the past 11 years, they've hosted vendors and opened art galleries to the public, as well as creating family-friendly events. Beatrice is proud of the community she's helped create and is excited to see it grow. She also understands that she needs to support the diverse population in the neighborhood. And so you need to really embrace diversity in your neighborhood if you want to keep a balance in your neighborhood of something that reflects reality and reflects real people and real needs and real services. She said she always rents out to local artists and small businesses first. She's passionate about creating a unique community on Grand Avenue, but at the same time, preserving the historical elements. When people saw what we were doing with some of the older buildings up here, it really did set an example for others to say, oh gosh, I could actually fix that building up. I don't have to tear it down. Hey listeners, it's me, Kayla again. 
Maritza, I remember when I first drove on Grand Avenue, I really just thought it was the gateway to Las Vegas. Then the Grand Avenue Arts District grew on me and I still really love it and miss hanging out there a lot. Kayla, I know what you mean. I think we're all missing out on those days right now. And I also hardly ever drive on Grand Ave, so I still find it super intimidating to drive past. Listeners, what are your experiences driving on Grand Ave like for the first time? Let us know on Twitter at Valley101Pod. As a courtesy note, audio in today's episode comes from a U.S. government promotional video from the 1930s. If you have more questions about Metro Phoenix or how it's changing, submit them to us at valley101.azcentral.com. And if you're a regular listener of our show, please consider supporting it by subscribing to azcentral.com. As always, thank you for listening to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. See you next week.